This is a high yield review of bacterial toxins. Let's first compare and contrast exotoxins with endotoxins. What is the source of exotoxin versus endotoxin? The source of exotoxin is usually certain species of gram-positive and gram-negative bacteria, while endotoxin source is solely the cell wall of gram-negative bacteria. Which type of toxin is secreted from cells that is exotoxins? What's the common chemistry? The exotoxins are usually polypeptides. The endotoxin is lipopolysaccharide. Where is the location of genes? For exotoxins, the genes are plasmid encoded or bacteriophage encoded, while endotoxin genes are located in bacterial chromosome itself. True or false, endotoxins have higher toxicity than exotoxins. That's surprisingly false. Exotoxins have higher toxicity as their fatal doses is on an order of one microgram. Well, the fatal dose for exotoxins is on the order of hundreds of micrograms. What are the clinical effects of the exotoxins as compared to endotoxin and mode of action? Well, exotoxins could have various clinical effects and various modes of action. Endotoxins universally cause fever and shock as well as mode of action being mediated universally by TNF and interleukin-1 stimulation. Which one is more highly antigenic? Exotoxins are highly antigenic and induce high titer of antibodies called antitoxins, while endotoxins are poorly antigenics. Do we have any vaccines for exotoxins or endotoxins? usually have toxoids that are used as vaccines for exotoxin-producing bacteria, but we do not have toxoids uh, or vaccines available for endotoxin-producing bacteria or endotoxins in general. Which one of exo or endotoxins is considered heat-stable? Endotoxin is heat-stable at 100 degrees Celsius for one hour, while exotoxins are commonly rapidly destroyed at 6 degrees centigrade, except for one uh, example, and that is staphylococcal enterotoxin that is heat-stable. Remember the encoding modes of virulence factors for the bacterial toxins in general. Uh, phage encoding, which is called lysogeny, plasmid encoded, transposon encoded, or the presence of the pathogenicity islands on bacteria's chromosome. Which one are the more common phage or plasmid-mediated exotoxins? Can you give examples of phage or plasmid-mediated exotoxins on bacteria? Yes. Diphtheria toxin mediated or encoded by beta phage chlorogen, E. coli mediated by this uh, pathogenicity islands for enterotoxin, as well as its K1 capsular antigen. Botulinum toxin is another example. Aetrogenic toxin of Streptococcus pyogenes and Shiga toxin, toxin are other examples, and finally, tetanospasmin, which is a plasmid encoded on DNA. Okay, now let's review the important or common mechanism of actions of bacterial exotoxins before we go to more detailed discussion of them. What bacterial toxins use ADP ribosylation as the mechanism of action? Diphtheria toxin, cholera toxin, and E. coli heat labile toxin, these two are the famous pair. And finally, pertussis toxin also causes ADP ribosylation. What toxins are superantigens? The toxic shock syndrome toxin, 
staphylococcal enterotoxin, erythrogenic toxin, the super antigenic toxin of Streptococcus pyogenes mediating a scarlet fever. Also, remember other enterotoxin example, in addition to staphylococcal enterotoxin, is that of B-serious enterotoxin. And another enterotoxin example is that of Clostridium perfringens. And finally, as we mentioned, the other toxin of Staphylococcus aureus species, toxic shock syndrome toxin. Remember, toxic shock syndrome toxin could be produced also by some strains of Staphylococcus pyogenes that has uh, this erythrogenic toxin as its other superantigen. Okay, what toxins are proteases? Tetanus toxin, botulinum toxin, and lethal factor of anthrax toxin, as well as staphylococcal scalded skin toxin. Finally, what are the alpha toxins? Staphylococcus aureus has an alpha toxin that is a hemolysin that causes pore forming and hemolysis and necrosis. Uh, lecithinase of Clostridium perfringens also has an alpha toxin. However, the alpha toxin of the Clostridium perfringens is not the factor mediating hemolysis and necrosis, contrary to the staphylococcal alpha toxin. Okay, now for more detailed discussion, we have a category of cytotoxins. What does it mean in the case of a cytotoxin? What we refer to as a cytotoxin. If a toxin inhibits protein synthesis, or if a toxin inhibits signal transduction, or if a toxin disrupts membrane, or if it is a hemolytic toxin, we call it a cytotoxin. So what are the toxins that inhibit protein synthesis? EF2 uh, inhibitors, which are the ADP ribozylation toxins of diphtheria and exotoxin A of Pseudomonas aeruginosa. What's the other mechanism of protein synthesis inhibition by bacterial toxin? Ribosomal subunit inhibition by ADP removal. What are the examples of ADP removal? Shiga toxin and shiga-like toxin. Shiga toxin by shigella and shiga-like toxin or verotoxin by enterohemorrhagic E. coli. So once more, when will we talk about ADP? We either talk about ADP removal as a means of ribosomal subunit inhibition, and that is shiga toxin and shiga-like toxin, or we talk about ADP ribosylation as a mechanism of elongation factor two inhibition, and that is the mechanism for diphtheria toxin and exotoxin A of Pseudomonas aeruginosa. Okay, what are the signal transduction inhibitors? among bacterial toxins. Always remember exotoxin B of Clostridium difficile and lethal factor of anthrax toxin. These two are the signal transduction inhibitors. Once more, CD exotoxin B and lethal factor of anthrax are inhibitors of signal transduction. Okay, what toxins disrupt membrane? cell membranes. Both alpha toxins that we mentioned, that of Staphylococcus aureus and the lecithinase of Clostridium perfringens, they disrupt cell membrane. There is another toxin called PV leukocytin of Staphylococcus aureus that is specific to MRSA strains. 
these also disrupt cell membrane. And finally, protective antigen of antitoxin is the membrane disruptor agent. So it is the place to ask, what are the necrotizing hemolyzing toxins of Staphylococcus aureus? The MRSA-specific PV leukocytin that destroys white BCs. The alpha toxin that we mentioned is a hemolyzing and causes cell necrosis. And finally, the exfoliating that is the third necrotizing toxin of Staphylococcus aureus. Okay, and the final example of cytotoxins, in addition to protein synthesis inhibitors, signal transduction inhibitors, and membrane disruptors, is hemolysins. What pathogens have hemolysis? Clostridium perfringens toxins, shiga toxin and shiga-like toxin, and all hemolytic pathogens, either alpha and beta hemolytic streptococci or other beta hemolytic pathogens. Do you remember some beta hemolytic pathogens other than streptococci? Staphylococcus aureus has beta hemolysis, E. coli has beta hemolysis, and Listeria monocytogenes has beta hemolysis. So an easy way to remember is all the pathogens causing neonatal sepsis and meningitis, Listeria, E. coli, and beta hemolytic streptococcus, or group A, all of them plus Staphylococcus aureus are famous pathogens with hemolysis. Other than that, the Shiga toxin and Shiga-like toxin, and of course the famous Clostridium perfringens hemolysin toxin, are mediators of hemolysis. Let's talk a little bit more about the signal transduction inhibitors. We have so far mentioned the antitoxin, the lethal factor, as well as the CDFs exotoxin B. What's the exact mechanism by which exotoxins of CDF inhibit signal transduction? GTPAs function. What's the exact mechanism of lethal factor of anthrotoxin? Cell signal transduction inhibition by MAP kinase pathway disruption. Do we have two other examples of signal transduction inhibitors among bacterial toxins? Yes. Pertussis toxin inhibits chemokine receptor signal transduction and YUPS factor of Yersinia inhibits TNF signaling. Now talking about Yersinia, mechanism of action of what toxins are similar to that of Yersinia pestis, YPOS, or YOPJ proteins? Remember, these YOPJ factors or YOPSs of Yersinia cleave signal transduction proteins that's required for what we said, TNF synthesis. So um, proteases and Clostridium perfringens are examples of protease enzymes. So this YOPS factor of Yersinia is literally a protease that cleaves the proteins required for TNF signal transduction. I know this is too much molecular biology, but this is a very high yield subject, especially for step one. Now, a toxin that's produced by a motile gram-positive rod forms pseudomembrane. What is the mechanism of action? And this is the final question of this flashcard series. Once more, a toxin that's produced by a motile gram-positive rod forms pseudomembranes. What is the mechanism. Don't immediately pick diphtheria when you hear pseudomembrane in gram-positive rod. Why? Because the body of the vignette says it is motile. Diphtheria is non-motile. Therefore, elongation factor to inhibition by ADP ribosylation and inhibition of protein synthesis is not the correct answer to the question. So what toxin that's produced by a motile gram-positive rod forms pseudomembrane? Oh, that is that dreaded GTPAs that we mentioned in CD 
difficile, the other pseudomembrane forming bond. It is the rho GTPase that is inactivated by glucosylation, and that's an example of signal transduction inhibition. So if you hear pseudomembrane motile gram-positive rod, associate that statement with C. difficile, with inhibition of signal transduction, with inhibition of protein synthesis in case of diphtheria, but if it is non-motile, it's diphtheria. If it is motile, it's signal transduction inhibition by means of glucosylation that causes inactivation of rho GTPase. This is C. difficile toxin, and that was the most convoluted fact of this lecture. I wanted to put it at the end so that you remember it. So final points about the exotoxins that increase intracellular cyclic AMP. Cholera toxin and E. coli labile toxin has the same mechanism of action and that is ADP ribosylation. This is another example of ADP ribosylation in addition to what we mentioned for the diphtheria and pseudomonoaeruginosa. But this time ADP ribosylation occurs not on EF2 as a means of protein synthesis inhibition. This time it happens on G protein S subunit and resulting in increased cyclic AMP that activates a bunch of cellular channels. Remember the third location or example of ADP-involved toxins? Yes, ADP removal by Shiga toxin and Shiga-like toxin as a means of ribosomal subunit inhibition and protein synthesis inhibitors. So all ADP-involved toxins cause protein synthesis inhibition except the cholera toxin and that labile toxin of E. coli that cause ADP ribosylation on GS factor and instead of inhibition of protein synthesis, they cause a stimulation of adenylate cyclase. What are the other examples of toxins that increase intracellular cyclic AMP by ADP ribosylation? The pertussis toxin causes inactivation of inhibitory G protein or GI factor, again by ADP ribosylation. This also stimulates adenylate cyclase. So never forget two mechanisms of activating adenylate cyclase or increasing cyclic AMP in the cell is either activating GS by ADP ribosylation or inhibiting GI by ADP ribosylation. This GI inhibition is mediated by pertussis toxin. In addition to ADP manipulation or ADP ribosylation of GS and GI factors, is there any other mechanism by which the bacterial toxins cause increased cyclic AMP? Yes, bacillus anthracis toxin has an edema factor that is itself an adenylate cyclase. It's different from its lethal factor. By the way, do you remember what was the mechanism of lethal, lethal factor of bacillus anthracis inhibition of intracellular signal transduction? The really, really final point about the bacillus serious enterotoxins. What are they? One enterotoxin of bacillus serious has a mechanism of action similar to that of corrosion or labile toxin of E. coli. And this causes clostridial gastroenteritis with watery diarrhea and it has long incubation period. The other toxin of bacillus serious, the other enterotoxin is similar to staphylococcal enterotoxin and being a super antigen and that causes a food poisoning syndrome like that of S. aureus with short incubation period. So yes, there are two enterotoxins of bacillus serious. One causes watery diarrhea similar to enterotoxigenic E. coli vibrio, same mechanism and the other is a super antigen causing food poisoning similar to a staphylococcal enterotoxin. That finishes our discussion of bacterial toxins.